I'd like to welcome y'all to Secrets from the South. I'm your friend, Scotty Ray, along with my co-host, Terry. Now, you'll quickly catch on that we don't sound like the man on the 6 o'clock news. We talk a little slower, and we've got a southern drawl. But nonetheless, we've got a great podcast lined up just for you. We'll bring you some interesting stories. They're sometimes crazy and a little unbelievable. But it would be just plain impolite not to share them. So get yourself comfortable. Find some southern charm and a glass of iced tea and enjoy. Earlier this week, I'd rode to town with a friend of mine to buy parts for a generator. Alan Jackson was playing on the radio, It's All Right to Be a Redneck. As we got to town, I got out of the truck and I happened to look down and I was wearing camouflage breeches with my breeches tucked inside of my boots. Yep, I look like a redneck. But hey, the weatherman says it could be 10 degrees and it's 80 today. Welcome to this week's episode of Secrets from the South titled The Snow Flur. So, Scotty, not a lot of people know that you have another gig. Yeah, I do several little things. Outside of the podcast, you know, I do weather. And that's really been a big thing. I mean, lately it's... uh it's kind of a kind of like a snowball where it gets it's getting bigger and bigger yeah. and bigger and you've got more listeners. You know, for twenty something years I was kinda of like the weather guy of where we live. Of when it turned bad you turned to my voice and then you know, I took ten years off and I traveled the nation, done another job, and I came back and I started a weather thing. Uh, and you can find it on, on YouTube, Scotty Ray's Weather, or on Facebook at Scotty Ray's Weather. Well, I, I, I can tell you that for all of our listeners out there, I am a believer because I was one of those folks that grew up listening to you. I mean, really, if I was in the car and I knew it was bad weather, I knew that I could turn to the radio station that you were on and you were going to give up-to-date weather reports even down to the street and i think that's the same thing that you do now and i think that's why you have such a loyal following and you're starting to get you're starting to get underneath the tv station or the weather men weather women's kind of skin because you know some of those listeners have navigated and kind of migrated to you you know and the thing about it is what most people don't understand is they really don't care how a storm is made what all that terminology that meteorologists use they just want to know where it is and my house sits here and where is that storm absolutely and and i think for our listeners they need to understand that this is not just you kind of guessing you have a very sophisticated weather program that gives you that information that you're you know taking that information and feeding that to the audience and i've said this many 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 times no i am not a meteorologist but I do know weather, and I know how to read a radar, and I know how to tell Joe when a storm's supposed to eat up his chicken house. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, this is not like something that you decided to do, and you didn't really have any experience. Like right. you said, you've been doing that the weather for how long? 20, 25 years. 20, 25 years, and then you're just carrying that on and moving that to your audience base through, like you said, Facebook and through YouTube. Right. And, you know, and of course, now you can see me to where years, you know, everybody just heard me. And it's probably a shock after you see me. You know how that is of how you had Paul Harvey pictured or what he looked like. You listen to him every day and then you meet him and you go, huh, that ain't I, what I thought. I told you that when we first started the podcast that somebody that one of our listeners had said that they envisioned you, which I thought was hilarious, with a bow tie. And I said, no, that's not Scotty Ray. Now, I've always been the, the cowboy hat uh, wearing guy. And, and I always tried to brand that. My hero, Matt Dillon, that was it. And I always kind of took after that. But if you look at our website, 
they will find you in a ball cap or yeah. a baseball cap because that's really every time that we record that's what you're in yeah i got my ball cap on doing this but like you said your trademark is the cowboy hat and that's why you keep wearing it because that's how people identify you absolutely the cowboy hat yeah and i just love them a resist all wear is great so tell me this talking about the weather and talking about you know what you do i know that as of yesterday or the day before you know for us southerners and i'm talking about deep south it, it's rare that we ever get a chance for snow, but I thought that I was hearing that there may be a possibility of it. Is it still a possibility? And I refer to those as a flur where we live here in the Deep South. So are we saying that there's not a chance anymore? Not anymore. At first, there was a big chance of snow coming. It looked like it was going to come together. Then things started to change, and it was obvious that what we're going to get is ice. So there's no snow. It's just going to be a big old icicle for you, Terry. You know, that's what's disappointing is that we're like a kid in a candy store. Now, also keep this in mind before you go there. Okay. What's the old saying? If it happens in February, if it thunders in February, it's going to frost in April. Isn't that that right? I think so. So if we got thunderstorms coming up this week in February, look out come April. Well, you know, it's funny that you say that. I remember, first of all, one, I was in a wedding in March. Came a pretty good size snow. April 1st, April Fools, I will never forget, it snowed that year. I remember that. And I mean, that's just so out of the norm because you traditionally think that maybe December, January, February for the South, you might get some snow. Now, I'm talking about the Deep South. I think that anybody in... Louisiana. Yeah, exactly. But anybody that's in Tennessee, uh, Arkansas, uh, you know, North Carolina, those places... Well, they're, they're used to, even Atlanta, yeah. uh, Birmingham, some of those states that are in the northern part, they're used to getting their share of snow. This is not something that is foreign to them. But you talk about the deep south and us getting a chance of snow. Or what do you always hear? I mean, now that you're in the weather business, what happens to folks when they think there's a slight chance of snow? It's a panic. It really is a panic. <laughs> And one of the things that I think is comical is you'll hear, and I know that you have to report this, if there's even a slight chance of snow, schools are shutting down. Oh, yeah. That is a big thing here. We're going to take a snow day. We're not going to take the risk of getting those buses out there. And I think a lot of it is it's because, and I think the our northerner friends would probably laugh and agree, is we have no idea how to even drive in it. But you know what the bad the, the whole the bad story this whole snowstorm is in in twenty twenty one. What virtual days has ruined it for kids because they still got to go in even if it's a foot of snow outside two foot they got to go in and still do school now since they come out with yeah it. I hadn't even thought about that but you know you think about how crazy we act when we think there's a possibility what is the one place that we got to go to and we got to get there quick oh that's down to the piggly wiggly quickly and in a hurry because you got to get there first you, you got to get bread you got to get eggs in fact there was a there's an interesting article that was published by Southern Living that I read, and I thought it was hilarious. I'll just read just a little snippet about it. And it's about things only Southerners say when it snows. And it says, oh, dear Lord, get to the Piggly Wiggly before they run out of bread. And, you know, there's really a lot of truth to that. I mean, have you ever noticed that you'll go into a grocery store? If there's a, you know, let's just say there's a 40% chance, 50% (laughs) chance of snow, you run into everybody that you know that's at the 
Pig, Win Dixie, wherever you want to, wherever you shop, and it's Katie Bar the door. We're in there and we're stocking up because we're probably going to be snowed in at least for a month. Yeah, and people, even if it's a day, they do that. It doesn't have to be okay. This could be bad for three to four days. It can just list a day of it, and they feel compelled to go get this. Um, we're just not prepared. No, we're not. And so we got to be, you know, and us Southerners, we like to eat good, so we got to make sure that we're ready. And it says in this article, again, by Southern Living, it says that most predictions of snow don't pan out. So we have to invent new sandwiches to use up all the bread before it gets stale. But in our defense, we're not completely irrational. We just want to be prepared for even a flake because we've been well burned by snow a few times. And I think that's so true. I can't tell you how many times growing up, even as a kid, as an adult, that it would almost be a given. You know, you're going to get two to three inches of snow. It's 90% chance you wake up the next day and guess. It's nothing. Nothing. The only time we get snow is when the National Weather Service says, well, you might get uh, a sprinkling, a dusting. And then we wake up and it's a foot of snow outside. I know, but, and, but those are just rare occasions. And then you get behind the wheel. Have you ever noticed, like, I know that we got some snow a year or two ago, and I still was trying to get into work and get back, and it was, I'd never seen so many vehicles laying on the left-hand side of the shoulder of the road, the right-hand shoulder of the road. I mean, we can't drive. No, we can't. And slick tires do not work with snow and ice. It just, and you know, Southerners are really bad about running the tire, getting the good out of their tires. And you put a little wet stuff on the road, it's just bad. Because we don't know when to slam on brakes. Sometimes you got to start braking long before you get up there. Or you're supposed to tap them. Like if yeah. you go over a bridge, you're told to tap your brakes and not slam on brakes. And like if we were to have a contest tomorrow down in a parking lot, there's probably maybe five people in the state where we live that would know how to put on snow chains on a car. I couldn't do it. I've never done that in my life. I would venture to say there's probably very few Southerners that even know what a snow chain is. That's true too. Only truck drivers that travel out of state would know what that oh meant. yeah like you're talking about like 18 wheelers yeah. or somebody like that that has to take a load locally, somewhere in a northern state yeah they would have no idea so that, and there's not a lot of cars that we have that have all-wheel drive no now you got a lot of trucks that have four-wheel drive because you know us hunters we like to be able to get around in the mud and that sort of thing so i think they're a little bit equipped there but you rarely find people that have purchased a vehicle that uh like a car that has all-wheel drive no and I don't even know that for us that have all-wheel drive, we'd even know what, you know how to operate it. I mean, that's evident by seeing all the cars on the side of the road. I don't know that I've got a car that has the all-wheel. I don't, I don't think I do because the Tahoe doesn't, and my old wore-out Lincoln don't either. Well, my black car does. Believe Get it or not, it's all-wheel drive, and it just happened to be that's how I bought it. It's not because I thought that You'd we need it. needed it. But, you know, I don't know if you have any stories to share of just having – that experience by being in the snow but i know that when my daughter was little she had really never experienced the snow i think she had when she was like one or two she was a little bit older then and my husband being the adventure type and just wanting to have that moment with our daughter had hit me up at work okay so it's one of those opportunities where they're they're predicting it's gonna snow he calls me at work and he says, look, he said, I think we need to load up and go like to the, to the mountains for the weekend. 
and I don't know if this was a long weekend or just, I won't say it was just a regular weekend. So really all you had was Friday after work, Saturday, Sunday. That's you got to drive long, back on That's Sunday. a long haul just to go up in the mountains, at least from where we, you know, live. Yeah. And so I was like, no, I, I, I just don't know about that. And then the other one, he said, well, look, why don't we go to Birmingham? He said, we can go up there. They're going to get snow. They're getting four or five inches of snow. I mean, our daughter will love it. And I said, where are we going to stay in Birmingham? Well, we're going to stay in a hotel. Well, how much fun is that? You know, when the no. whole idea is that you're in a neighborhood or you're surrounded by family or friends. You're building a snowman. You've got a group of you. They're going to be over there collecting in one house. You're going to be drinking hot chocolate. The kids are going to be out playing. You've got four-wheelers, whatever it is that you've got at your disposal. But it's because you're with others. That makes it fun. That makes it fun. You've got, you've rigged up slides. You're going to, you know, if, if, if you have a hill, which we do in our subdivision, you're going to rig up something that you can slide down that hill, come back up, do it again. Everybody's kind of getting in on the fun. How much, and I guess I was having a hard time envisioning how much fun is it going to be for the three of us to be in a hotel, in a hotel parking lot trying to play in the snow it's just not the same it's not feasible and it's just not the same as when you have folks in your neighborhood like i said your families come over because i remember a long time ago you know when we had some snow it just happened to be that we lived on a golf course my brother sister-in-law for a short period of time lived on the other side of the golf course and my parents did too and i just remember us congregating I think when my nephew was really young at that time, we didn't have the other children and us kind of walking the golf course and sliding down the golf course and going over to somebody's house. I think it was my parents and having hot chocolate and just sitting outside watching it snow. And it was just awesome. Yeah. But that's because you're congregating with somebody. Yeah. You know, not just the three of you in a hotel, but. The way he lured, he gets like, come on now, we got to do this. This is going to be wonderful. We're going to eat good. So he lists all these places that he thought would be an attraction for, for me. And, you know, just kind of throwing out that bait. I reluctantly said, okay, let's do this. So I remember one of the girls that I worked with, one of, you know, my buddy said, so y'all are going, oh, y'all are going to have such a great time. Now keep in mind, she lived further south than we did. Okay. So I think the likelihood that they were to get snow was a little bit slimmer Slim. than it was for us. But she was excited. She knew we were going to be heading in snow for sure. We get there that night. We go eat. We pile in the hotel. We get a good night's rest. And before you know it, 7 o'clock in the morning, my phone is ringing. And I answer the phone. She said, hey, are you, oh, my gosh, are y'all just loving it? And I said, what? She said, we got snow. Now, keep in mind, she's a lot further than where we resided, much less in comparison to Birmingham. Correct. So I said, really? She said, oh, it is beautiful. What's it look like out there? Well, I, I mean, I was asleep. I get up. Now, my husband, he is hearing all of this conversation. I go look out the window, and guess what I see out the window? nothing nothing (laughs) we purposely went to birmingham so that our daughter could see the snow play in the snow experience the snow and we saw nothing so how long did it take you to get back in the car and head back home you say that scotty because 
I said my goodbyes to her. He could see the look on my face. He could see how disappointed. And he said, well, don't just stand there. Pack up. We literally threw our stuff in a suitcase, put our daughter in there, buckled her up, and started as fast as we could to get back to where we lived. Because you have to hurry because it'll melt quick. Where oh, we I live. mean, you're thinking... Well, not only that, yeah, we are thinking it will, it'll melt and there'll be nothing for us to see. But we actually wanted her to be able to play in it and have it, you know, see the snowflakes. You got to have a snowman. I will say it was gorgeous, that trip going from Birmingham back to where we lived. But I can't tell you how many phone calls we got in between. And I think every time we hung up with one phone call, I could see him accelerating, trying to get home faster and faster because he thought, I will never live this down. And he really hasn't. We talk about it all the time. We get into the neighborhood. We tell our story. Everybody, just like I painted, everybody's out in the neighborhood. Everybody's got the four-wheeler. Everybody's got the sled. Everybody's out there playing. Everybody's building the snowman. And we purposely tried to get in it and had to haul butt to even experience it. And I think we got about an hour of it before, before it was, it was all, all gone. Because that's the thing. Even in the, you know, in the deep south, if you do get it. Oh, you got a small window. It's not lasting for a long time. And you think about our northern, our northern earth friends. They're thinking they get so much of it. They're sick of it. I mean, they have to shovel just to get to their vehicle. Speaking of that, did you see that in the news this week in Pennsylvania to where the, the couple was doing their snow, shoveling it out, and I guess part of it landed on their neighbors, and he gets mad and comes out and shoots them both over the snow for putting it on his land? And remember, this stuff's going to melt come spring, but he killed them over snow. Oh, my goodness. It shocked me. To no end, I never expected that to happen over snow. Well, and I saw where a church, the roof collapsed because it had so much snow that it couldn't, I mean, it just couldn't support it. And see, and those are jobs that we don't even really know about, but there are people that go out, from what I understand, and remove snow off the roof of your house because it weighs so much. We don't know nothing about that down here. No, and can you imagine how many jokes there are about Northerners and and people from other countries that get, I mean, they're sick of getting it. Yeah. You know, and then they listen and they, they look at us, and we do. We act like complete idiots when we think that there's an opportunity for us to play in the snow or that we're going to be, you know, we're going to be snowed in at least for a week. We got to go to the grocery store. We got a stockpile. And I think there's some funny sayings about, there was something that I saw also in this article that was talking about, this is a Southern Living article. This is what Bubba says. What's Bubba got to say? Bubba says, everybody else is buying milk and bread. I'm buying beer and charcoal. (laughs) Mama says, Quick, turn up the radio. They're calling out school closings. Doesn't that sound familiar? Uh-huh. Everybody else says, have we got plenty of, and it's whatever your beverage of choice is. Or number two, before this happens again, I'm buying a generator. Hey, you bought a generator. I did. Didn't? I'm prepared. Or number three, you better believe we'll be the first ones in line when the Cracker Barrel opens back up. I could see that. Or about number four, I've got a four-wheel drive, so it won't slow me down if the roads are iced over. The problem is, but the problem is they don't know how to drive in it. Correct. Or about number five, did you call the power company? Or number six, have you heard from the power company? Or number seven, hallelujah, there's a power company truck outside. All of these things 
are exactly what we say and how we act when it snows. I mean, I hate to make fun of us, but it's the absolute truth. It is. And then, you know, and it's even started getting into weather forecasts, the bread meter. And that's whether or not you go to the pig and you rate it for the milk and bread. It's I mean, the bread meter. So how did this whole thing with bread start? Well, I don't believe this. But, you know, because I can remember as a kid, everybody running for the bread in, in the 70s. Yeah, I can. Uh, that was like 78. I was eight or nine years old. I can remember only like five times in my entire life where there was enough snow to build a snowman or have a I've held so many, so few snowballs in my life. It ain't even funny. And I'm sure you're in the same boat. Oh, yeah. But it says, this says it started in in the northeast, up in New England in there, uh, the bread meter, because somewhere around 77, 78, they were trapped in their homes for three to four weeks, and they didn't, they couldn't get bread, they couldn't get food. And then after that, it was a panic to make sure you had plenty if a storm was predicted. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. So, Scotty, I've got an article that's titled How Southerners Do Snow Days, and it is really, really cute. And it says, not a single snowflake shall be wasted, not on our watch. Every flake that falls on southern soil shall be played in, sledded on, and pounded into service as a slushy snowman. Every flurry fall, however small, provides an opportunity for skipping school and work. Every sleep pellet shall be used to celebrate with childlike abandon alongside family, friends, and random neighbors we meet while pulling makeshift sleds down the street behind trucks, ATVs, and the occasional pet. You know, have you ever seen pets? There's been a couple of uh, YouTube videos where people have taught their dogs how to sled. And they go down the sled. Yeah, and they go down the sled, and then you think, okay, well, that's funny. Well, the dog will pull it back up the hill and get back on it and go back down again. I mean, so it's just really cute uh, video, but it says because of the southern snow ethic, we can take two inches of ice and turn them into a glorious four-day extravaganza of sled crafting, hill hunting, and casserole sharing. And that's the absolute truth. That's why I said, back to my original story, I couldn't think of i couldn't picture how this was going to be fun with the three of us because you rarely get snow it's like people come out of the woodwork and you have conversations with somebody you may not have even had a conversation with there's a common bond right and that is the snow day okay so what is the ultimate redneck get together pull it behind four-wheeler or truck snowmobile what is the best thing to do that in because i've seen some jim dandies in my time tell me one well the, the probably the best i've seen is where you drop the tailgate on your truck and you pop out the plastic bed liner that's in there throw it on the ground and hook that to the back of the four-wheeler it's <laughs> slick and you want to talk about something that'll move in the snow oh i think that and sounds you gotta fun. have a big pasture of course you know to sling it around when you take a curve and everybody in the back's holding on trying those are great and then the next one if you happen to and it in it in most southern neighborhoods, there's three to four cars that don't run at somebody's house. you got to go take a hood off, flip it upside down, and then you take a uh, 
spool, you know, like, you know, everybody grabs them when the power company comes through or the cable company comes through and that spool is left over. Yeah, yeah, You exactly. snag it. You put yeah. it in your pile. You don't know what you're going to do with it. But, but you're going to pull it out at some point. Yeah. So, and then you screw that to the bottom of the hood with the hood upside down and you wrap your legs around it and be pulled behind a four-wheeler on that in a pasture. Oh, my gosh. Well, can the green truck pull us? Oh, absolutely. Hey, listen, I've got some time on my hands. I would love... Can we pop out the um, the bed lighter? Yes. Yeah. And let's rig us up something because what are you saying now? I mean, is there a slight chance that we might see some snow? Ooh, boy. Is there a possibility that it could change? Oh, yeah. There's always that possibility because it could go either way. Just a little bit of change in the wind direction. And if it were to push it south, we would be home set. Well, Scotty, we got to be ready for this. So we want to go ahead and get it all rare let's up, ready get it, to go. Hey, let's get it going. The great thing about being from the South when it snows is, go ahead, make a fool out of yourself. It could be 10 years before it snows again. So step up, take one for the team, and be a redneck and invent the fastest sled in the neighborhood, whatever that might be. Oh, and I almost forgot, well, we're not really used to this, so we don't have the clothes. We might have an extra layer or two on. At the end of the day, you only live once. And, well, in the South, it may only snow once. We hope you enjoyed our podcast and will continue to listen more. We promise to provide stories that intrigue you, provide a little humor, reflect our heritage and culture, whether it's strange and alarming. Please leave us a review and let us know how we're doing. Let us know whether you liked or disliked. Do you have a story to share? If so, we'd like to hear from you. Please email us at comments at secretsfromthesouth.com and provide a brief description of your story along with contact information, and we'll be in touch. Until next time, well, you know a secret? Well, you know never to ride in a car with anybody that has plates from south of the Mason-Dixon line during the winter. (laughs) 